This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Well, listeners, as another week passes on by in these colder months, I find my mind wandering to the warm valleys of my youth. Oh, the indigo mesas and the painted bluffs casting long shifting shadows across the small towns and cities. Well, I remember running through a copper mine with my uh, old childhood friends, being chased by some rattling thing with too many legs. I remember Norik jumping over crystal deposits so Venna could lob my charges down the tunnel at the whatever it was. We barely made it out of that place. And the fire was gorgeous. I believe they renamed the town Blue Flame Ridge after that uh, particular incident. Ah, home. It can be hard to be away from home, especially if you never really wanted to leave. I suppose that's why I was pleased to hear about Gravy Boat taming that owl bear in the city square. And then passing it on to the towing specialist to tow it back to Alaria, where owl bears thrive. You see, it takes a real big heart to care about a less articulate animal like that. I've always been impressed with the flexibility of magic, so when Sophia used her sock-based mass communication spell, well, that really knocked my ringers off. Now let's take a look at what the party does, coordinated and heading to the same allegedly illegal entertainment location. Bring your picks, because I hear they got locks there. And as always, y'all take care now. So as evening begins, you all find yourselves at the coordinates that were given to you, which... Despite the fact that you were all told it's going to be quite a bustling, underground, totally legit and not in any way illegal place, it seems kind of abandoned. The door itself is pretty heavy and huge, and there's a little slot that looks like moves back and forth, about eye level to an average human. But there's not really a whole lot of people around that you can see, and you don't hear a whole lot of noise coming from the building. Can you describe the door a little bit? I can So it's going to, you think it is either a very dark wood or a very dirty wood. In the dimming light, it's kind of hard to tell. Is the slot wood? Oh, yes. The slot itself is also wood. Okay. He asked, knowing heat metal. (laughs) Yeah, no, the slot itself is wood. I'll cast heat wood, also known as fireball. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have fireball. Yeah, not that high level. I love the idea of a GM just as soon as somebody gets heat metal, just making their whole world wood. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, I don't know what happened, but everything's wood. Not today, Jeremy. I know what happened in the vault incident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
You guys are doing a lot of traveling around villages. They just don't forge that much in these small outlying villages that you guys are traveling around. Just you wait until I access my draconic bloodline. Then you're going to see some heat wood. Hell yeah. Uh, This just this sounds provocative in a way I'm not ready for. So you guys are in front of this door. You have reconvened. Hello. (laughs) Johannes said to the door. (laughs) And who might you be? Oh, not very talkative, this one. I bet her name's Dorothy. (laughs) Or Dorian. Solinar knocks on the door a couple of times. The slot opens. What's the password? Ah! Wait, Uh, Boat, you've got that piece of paper. Did that have a password on it? I don't think it had a password. Listen, we're here for fighting. No, you're here to fight! Yeah, you don't need password to fight. And you hear... And then the door just like slowly creaks open. Solinar turns to Boat and is like, I, I guess nobody tell the guard that. Jeez. The creakiest <laughs> wooden hinges of all time. A clipboard and a confident punch will get you into any building in this country. Wait, did you say a confident punch? Yes. Solinar walks in. Well, wait, speaking of confident punching and getting in anywhere, what happened at the Venisphere Manor? What happened indeed? Well, I'll tell you about it like it was yesterday. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Venisphere. Oh no, this is just a storefront. I have led us astray. Well, or we'll just no. Make trying to make a joke, but it wasn't gonna work. So, so I'm. Oh, you should have done it. All of our down. All of our best jokes are the ones that don't work. Wait, you just have oh, to want it bad enough. It, it doesn't matter it, how much it doesn't work. See, if this episode came out during this month, it was going to be like, oh, it's a Halloween themed wine store. Venice beer. <laughs> <laughs> leave that in. Uh, yeah, leave that in forever. That's that's delight. That's mm-hmm. a plus. And make this episode come out in next year in November. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guys, I know you're excited for the next episode. You have to wait seven months. Believe me, it's going to be worth it. So just for this. We've got a joke in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't even. Anyways, we're at this fight club. So you walk in and the hallway itself that you walk into, because it is essentially just a hallway, is kind of dark. The only real light is by a candle next to the stool where the two gnomish doormen were sitting and the light that's coming from what looks to be a hole in the floor, but upon closer inspection is a staircase leading to a lit basement. It's lit? It's a lit basement. It's actually, you can tell it's lit because you can hear shouting and adulation and agony and all kinds of like voices and emotions and sounds. It's an acting camp. (laughs) And the uncomfortable sound of what sounds like meat hitting meat. Uncomfortable? That sounds alluring. (laughs) Finally. I cast meat metal. (laughs) (laughs) My shield has been turned into a ribeye. No! I think you're looking for heat meat. <laughs> no, not that one. Banned spell. Banned spell. Wow, one enemy just flanked the other. 
<laughs> it's a pincer attack. <laughs> guys, guys, if we keep making dumb meat jokes like this, we're going to get roasted. They're all rotten anyway. Look, we know. keep making these jokes round and round we go. I feel we got to like... trim the fat off these episodes. I feel like some of them are rib ticklers. I'm golf, not golf I'm cart. not participating in this. <laughs> you are vegetarian. vegetarian. It does make sense. <laughs> Alan finds all these jokes impossible to deal with. He does seem to be a bit beyond meat. <laughs> oh. These were the worst joke. Uh, that that are the worst joke lines that QPR has ever had. All right. So dark hallway, dusty, dirty. Meat, staircase downstairs. Meat sounds. This meat dark sounds. hallway is very dusty, dirty, and there's very much meat sounds at the end of it. Who could know what we're walking into? You guys, oh. I'm feeling really good about finding my friend down here. Like really good about it. Because it's odds are very good that he's going to be in this basement and he's going to be punching someone. Who do you think he's going to be punching, Solana? No, probably some guy that looks like if you, uh, you know that, that spell where you turn stone into flesh? It'll be a guy who looks like he was stone and then turned into flesh and then was just like spent all of his time punching things. Ooh, rock man. So I'm a, sorry, what? A walking callus. Ew, no, I hate this. <laughs> he'll be like he'll be scraping stuff off of his knuckles like people do with their with their calloused feet. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the idea. Like a walking thyroid. I cast feet metal. <laughs> no, please. Keep feet. No! I need, I need that for the winter. <laughs> Solar, why don't you go down there and scope it out and let us know if you find your friend. But you guys, we're not going to send him down there alone, are we? You guys, big boy. You don't want to come down and place some bets and maybe get into a, a round or two yourselves? No? Just me? I mean, I, mean, I, I want to kind of get the lay of the land first. Maybe just peek your head. Crawl down the stairs just far enough to where you can see in there. See if you can't find your buddy. Crawl down the stairs, Solinar inconspicuously pretending to be the lady from the grudge. Crab walk down the stairs backwards <laughs> until you can see your friend Locke. Solinar's like, all right, well, let's see if we can figure out what. Uh... Yeah. And then he makes like the band corn and crab locks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while he's doing that, Johannes, Koza, Boat, what are y'all doing? Putting a. a some sort of leash on uh, Solinar, so he's a freak on a leash. Yeah. I don't yeah. need this fan fiction today, my guys. I wasn't I even I wasn't even thinking of hashtag Soulboat. I think that's the <laughs> only corn song I can name off the top of my head, but I feel like they should cover children's rhymes. Like yeah. I can hear them covering. Was Twisted tw Transistor corn? That sounds right. Okay, I'm I'm getting a nod from Gabe. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Who I looks the most out of all of us? Like he would know corn music. Uh, I saw corn in that's concert. That's the worst insult I've ever heard. I saw corn in concert <laughs> once, but I could not tell you really any other songs besides "Freak on a Leash." I just know that their bassist name was Monkey. Yeah, yeah, which Mon is awesome. The concert I was at, Monkey was riding a uh, like uh, like a penny farthing bicycle. 
That's awesome. I was so hoping you'd say a horse, like he was just playing <laughs> bass on a horse. <laughs> but I love, uh, yeah, all this is great. Can leave all this in for yeah. sure. Everybody, this is just a taste of what you get on Patreon for as low as $5 a month. <laughs> Kosa, what are you doing right now? Um, Kosa, definitely uncomfortable in this crowd. Um, just kind of sticking close to everybody, looking around trying to avoid eye contact well since Koza's already put us there the stairs are going to lead down to a dimly lit room filled with dust and heat and din a circle of packed earth tamped down by constant use sits at the center of a wooden log fence surrounded by a raucous crowd of ruffians a roughly constructed wooden bar can be found in the corner of the room though it is bereft of places to sit the only empty space seems to be this circle of tramped earth, which you presume to be the ring. Everything else is standing room only. Solinar's like halfway across the room and uh, he appears to be talking to someone who's got like a banker's visor on and is holding like a little notepad. <laughs> Are you still what's crab it? walking? What's a, <laughs> what's a banker's visor? You've ever seen, like, cartoons where they've got, like, that green visor on their head and they're playing with an adding machine or something, a, like, in those old cartoons? A poker dealer would also be wearing it. I don't, I don't know. Are don't you know completely unfamiliar with any of this? Yeah, I don't know what this is. Oh, my God. Alon is now looking it up because... Imagine, like, a tennis visor that you'd see at a country club, but made out of, like, green, green gel filter. Google casino visor. Casino visor. I was going to say, banker's visor is not landing me where I want to go. Yeah, an auto-filled casino visor hat. What? I, I mean, like, I've seen these before, but this is a... Mm -hmm. wh why? So it was sunglasses, but a hat. I just, why wouldn't you just wear a regular hat? Because you probably... Because you, you needed want, some of that yeah, light. You don't want to, like, put a shadow on your page. Put, a, like, a little dim green... Light. That's fine. Yet another thing that confuses a lot about capitalism. <laughs> All right. So, only... Solinar, you are talking to a uh, goblin gentleman wearing a little uh, dealer's visor and a little smart waistcoat holding a notepad. So, uh, listen, I don't know if he goes by Locke in the fighting circuit, but like, usually he goes by Locke. He's, he's shirtless, red scarf. I want to put a lot of money. I don't know what f who he's fighting. I want to put a lot of money on Locke winning. Oh, I can do that for you, sir. Uh, let's see. Um, he starts, like, making notes. It looks like we only have two challenges uh, today with that. Would you uh, like to join in? But uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I could blow off a little steam. Awesome. Wonderful. Pot for the night's a hundred crowns. Oof. So, like, I need to put in a hundred crowns? No, that's the, that's the pot. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, that's way better. I just chat, I just charge a hundred crowns for everything. This damned economy in this <laughs> world. <laughs> Want a single lime? A hundred crowns. Want a house? A hundred crowns. It's like the dollar store, but worse. <laughs> and encapsulates the whole world. So... Solinar, you are getting signed up for part of this fight. Johannes, boat, Koza. Uh, well, Solinar hasn't uh, screamed like he's dying yet. So 
uh, Boat's gonna um, stride down the stairs into the crowd. All right, looking looking very majestic. Always. Are you looking for anyone in particular, or are you just going to meet up with Solonar? Uh, I mean, I I don't have a frame of reference, really, for anybody except Alyssa and the Venice Spheres, so I'm just going to look for Solonar. All right, fair and reasonable. Johannes, Koza. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, this is a lot to take in. There's a lot of people here, Koza, and they all seem really um, angry about things. It, it, it's really overwhelming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, it, it's hard to see so many people who seem to have, uh, <laughs> find their joy in blood sport. <laughs> How is this different from when we did the Ocean Var games? Well, Alita, I have one thing that I know is different. Rules and sanctions. I mean, in the Ocean Bard games, I didn't have somebody unlock a 17 locked door in order to let me come in because I said I'd fight some people. I mean, I. It, Boat got shot with arrows. Yeah, and look at him now. He's By stronger than he ever, he's ever been. Oh my god, yeah, I could hear Boat from across the room. <laughs> I, do we still have sock phone activated? No, it's one of those things where like you can hear your name be spoken even in a din. And he just felt like he, he just heard the word boat and arrows. And that was just like his Pavlovian response. He knew exactly yeah. what you were talking about. Y'all always trying to shade boat. And he's standing <laughs> up for himself. You know, if you stop, if boat stops doing shady stuff. Okay, we'll while y'all throwing shade. While y'all are shading. Uh, Kaza. Hey, yes. What do you do? You want to. Do you want to stay here? Or do you want to go and talk to those gnome fellows at the door? Oh, is, or do you want to do anything else? Is is well, um, you know, um, are, are you gonna go talk to the gnome fellows? I was thinking about it because I can't really see anything. All I see is people's butts. Oh, a lot. There's no standing room. I, there's not a lot of. Uh, everybody here is too tall. I, I could put you up on my shoulders. Really? You do that for me and also my squirrel? I, I can also, try. Also, can Kosa do that? Johannes is, like, wearing armor. I'm not wearing armor. I don't just wear armor. You're wearing armor. a breastplate. I'm not wearing a breastplate right now. I'm out on the town. You went, out, you went to an underground fight club wearing uh -huh. no armor. What? I don't understand. What, what do you go to underground fight clubs wearing, Alita? I am wearing the chainmail under my clothes I always wear. Oh, oh, well, I thought I was just out this morning to go get breakfast. And uh, usually I don't put on my breastplate for breakfast because there's too many B words so early in the morning. But now that we're here, um, I feel grossly under armored, I guess. I also didn't bring my shields. Well, given that I don't think weapons are allowed in this, given the large sign that says no weapons, no magic, no cloaks, <laughs> I imagine that that's probably for the best. No cloaks. Mm. <laughs> yes, Brandon? I don't, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> Why can't you wear a cloak in here? <laughs> Is this well, like school where you have to bring a transparent backpack? 
<laughs> so I just also want to say it is in my notes. It says no weapons, no cloaks, no magic. Why? I don't understand the purpose of that rule. <laughs> Somebody. So wait. I remember. I remember what happened. It went like this. Hey, bloke, we're about to fight. But guess what? You weren't ready for this. My cloak is a whole nother bloke. Oh, it's two on one now. Oh, no. A bloke in a cloak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You never saw this coming. Hurry, hold him while I just beat the ever-living life out of him. I am oh. defeated. Oh. <laughs> no, we won't stop. We're two blokes. <laughs> these, blo okay. these blokes are going to make him croak. Oh, he's croaking. <laughs> So thing number one that I want our listeners to understand is the expression that Chapman had through the entirety of that bit was one of confusion and slight revulsion. I thought it that was, was magical. I thought that was interest. I thought that was the look of interest. Ooh. <laughs> Interested. So no cloaks. Thing number So uh, Brandon, if you were actually curious, no cloaks are for a couple of reasons. One, you can hide like daggers and stuff so that you can do some some shanking and some murders. Um, you can hide weapons under cloaks. Well, what uh, are they going to say? Like, next. No I, boots, no the next butts, thing like is anywhere you can, you can hide a weapon. Them. It's also a safety hazard. If you're in an underground fist fighting ring and someone grabs your cloak they're going to horse collar you and it could do damage. I want to talk about wrestling for a minute because <laughs> thank God we haven't had been mention of wrestling in five one minutes. My, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, William Regal, also known as Lord Stephen Regal, is notorious for keeping um, brass knuckles in his trunks. He wrestles <laughs> in trunks and he's able to conceal a sometimes deadly weapon uh, just in the front of his wrestling trunks. He don't need no cloak. No. Nah. I'm sorry. He fights with crotch knuckles. I mean, he Who doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't like duff man people to the head. <laughs> he waits until the ref is distracted. Then he reaches into his pants and pulls out his brass knuckles and punches somebody. Duff man passing out. All the blood is in a different I'm part of my body. I'm just letting you know the logic behind the rules. But the big thing is also that like. You can choke someone to death if they're wearing a cloak in a street fighting match. You can choke them to death if they're not wearing a cloak. You can, but it's easier with a cloak. Look, as anti-establishment as I am, I'm willing to accept the rules of this place so we can move on. <laughs> Are you sure? Because you spent like five minutes. It just didn't make any sense. And I still have questions about it, but I'm willing to accept this reality at this point. Hey, it's she? to prevent the cloak and the bloke. I mean, the bloke and the cloak. This is Josh, your upstairs neighbor. So it is totally the base, but uh, Josh, you're not muted. Now, you're, we got to leave this in like at all. Yeah, so I think you're good. You're good. You're good there. That's fantastic. Say their full name. All right. Thank you. Thank we need you to send so a cloak much. and a bloke over to that place. <laughs> a cloak and a bloke. Is that a clown? That's just like, oh, exactly. Thank you so much. <laughs> It doesn't matter what the neighbor's real name is. I'm going to call him the Ace of Base. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Balbay, you were on you were on mic that whole time. Yeah, if I mute myself, it breaks up the audio track if Gabe needs to use the Zoom audio. I can't mute oh, myself. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, did you call him Balbay? Uh Balbay. 
Oh. Is that Japanese? Anyway. By the way? That sounds Chinese. Huh? Yeah, it's Chinese. Oh. Let's get back to this uh, underground deathmatch club. Yes, the underground deathmatch club where no cloaks are allowed. Oh, yeah. Solonar takes off his cloak for sure. No, you missed, like, five minutes of Brandon being confused at the no cloaks rule. Well, well so did Solonar. So that's, you know, that's no problem. Uh, Solonar takes his cloak off, returns to the group, is like, hey, uh, who's not fighting tonight? Melody and Alita raise their hands in unison. I do want to revisit. We, I was about to see if I could pick up, um, if we could get Johannes up on my shoulders. Yeah, roll a strength check. Going up. Elevator sound. Ding. Does, uh, how, how does a uh, 14 do? You are able to hoist him up on your shoulders like a proud dad. Oh, 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 oh okay. C- can you see now? <laughs> are you about to say son? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you see now, Johannes? Wow. Is this what the world is like? Well, well, if you're particularly tall, I, I guess it would be. Oh my god, this is like Gravy Boat's reality. I'm living the boat life. A single tear drips down his face. <laughs> and he goes to grab his cloak to wipe it off, but there is no cloak because <laughs> there are no cloaks. Yeah, uh, no cloaks, no weapons, no magic. We're, we're so close to having a, um, a halfling and a human variant in a cloak <laughs> moment. <laughs> Pretending to be a Goliath? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Quarterling in a cloak. (laughs) Solinar, signed up to fight. Johannes, on Koza's shoulders. Koza, proud dad. Boat. Uh, went looking for Solinar. You found Solinar. He's very easy to find because the gentleman he was talking to is very centrally located. Okay. Hey man, did you find your friend? No, I... There's apparently two challengers tonight. I I have a hunch he's one of them, so I'm just I'm just gonna fight. Let's see if I can make some money. The pot is a hundred gold. You don't say. And there's only two challengers. Currently, only three challengers, including myself. Have you uh, scouted out the other ones? Snuck back there to see if they're big hulking uh, masses, or if boat will only fight them if they're wizened and old. <laughs> no, I. I don't know. They usually frown on that sort of thing, like, especially because there's always the risk that somebody starts fighting and they're not in the middle of the ring when they're doing it, and therefore no one's getting any entertainment value out of it. It's a whole... You know how it is. Uh-huh. Yes, I know how it is. All right, well, let me, uh... How much do you have to throw in? Weirdly enough, he didn't ask me for any money. So I... It's free! I, I think so, yeah. Like, unless he says otherwise when one of us loses... All right. Hey, friend. I address the uh, sketchy guy who Solonar was talking to. Oi, what can I do for you? I'm in. I'll uh, I'll take all comers. All right, then. So uh, what can I put you down as? Uh, I mean, I probably weigh about 230, 240. I meant your name, friend. Oh, well, let's see. And Boat just starts sort of thinking out loud to himself. Well, I am rather famous and I don't want to... Uh, don't want to scare anybody off. Uh, I, the name Charles Gravyboat Barnes might might uh, frighten people. Yeah, Ch- Charles Gravyboat Barnes. That's who it is. 
All right, Charles Gravy Boat Bombs. All right, and uh, wait, 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 wait. I wanna, I wanna change it. The Charles Gravy Boat Bonds. The Charles Gravy Boat Bonds. Got it down for you. Uh, your your skinny friend. What's he uh going as? He's going as uh Rackus Vacus. Rackus Vacus. Because he's wild. The Vacastinator. Not that one. All right. Uh, so Koza, Johannes, you will not be fighting. We're we're all over the limit. We're three halves of a man, and only one person can enter. That that is very fair. All right. Yeah, the line. So, the line's not two and a half people enter. One man leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least, if it is, you know who lost. <laughs> you are going to hear the uh, loud insanity sort of die down a little bit as the uh, goblin gentleman goes up to the center and goes, Oi! Esteemed attendees of this incredibly legitimate business venture! We're here tonight for blood on the dead! And everybody just like immediately cheers. Um, and you hear blood, blood, blood on blood, dirt, blood, blood, blood on dirt, blood on the blood dirt, blood on dirt, blood on the dirt, bod, bod, um, bod, bod. <laughs> the first person that is going to be introduced is going to be a goblin gentleman who's going to be called Scratcher. The next person who is going to be introduced will be introduced as Locke. Boat, you will recognize this gentleman from your adventures earlier. Oh, I know that guy. Wait, how do you know that guy? I ran into him. He helped me out when I was in a bad situation looking for you. Oh, well, that would have been if only we had known we were going to need to find him again. If only there was some way to capture an image and share it with people. Are you implying that if a smartphone had been available, Boat would have taken a selfie with Locke? Or a camera. It doesn't have to be a smartphone. I mean, in what other day and age do you carry a camera around? It's we're in we're in Tinkerhaven. There's probably all kinds of like glass cameras and stuff with gears on them. Yeah. Do you know how long it took to take a photo back then? I do, in fact. But we've been here for a couple of days and it's been a while since I ran into Locke. Wanna wanna remember every NPC you interact with? Mm-hmm. A rogues gallery. Right. The fight begins fairly unceremoniously, and the highlights of which will be there's quite a scrap for some time, with Scratcher actually scrambling up Locke's body and, true to his title and name, actively trying to scratch at his face in a uncomfortably gougy motion. The fight is ended, however, when Locke, grabbing both of Scratcher's legs that have been wrapped around his neck, basically jumps backwards, landing on his shoulders, which essentially squashes the poor goblin dude. The fight is ended quickly, where the contestants go back out of sight. The next fight will be Charles the Gravy... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Incorrect. the Charles Gravy Boat Barnes uh, is called is called to the ring to fight someone known as the Iron Kneecap. The Iron Kneecap. Yes. Uh, 
Koza, what is your passive perception? My passive perception is 16. As the name the Charles Grave the Charles Gravy Boat Barnes is announced, you see that there is a figure kind of leaning against the wall looking bored. Uh look up in interest at that name. Is he nearby? I mean, enough that you can see him and, you know, make out his features. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Okay, wonderful. Uh, uh, Johannes, did, did, did you notice that, that man? Um, the one that got squished by the other man? Um, uh, no, no, over there, that, that, that man recognized the name of, um, um, Gravy Boat, but, but I guess that's not too odd. No, Gravy Boat's supposed to be a... He's an internationally renowned wrestler who's been uh, on the scene for uh, decades and one of the premier headliners of the industry. Right, yeah. I, I, yes. Yes, yeah. He's talked about it many a time, which is why I have it memorized. You're right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nothing <laughs> unusual. You're right. Mm-hmm. Man, I wonder how they're going to get all that blood that that goblin guy left on that sand. They're just leaving it there? They're just letting them fight in the blood sand. Okay. It doesn't <laughs> seem safe. All right, boat. Um, all right. I get like, is it a wooden fence around the ring? Is that what you said? It's like a wooden log kind of fence, Delio. Imagine like a fence, but made of turnbuckles. All right. I will um, approach it, remove my cloak. Thank and you. Lay it on the log along with my hat. You hear Melody shout, good luck. If I remember correctly, I was casual boat. So I'm wearing like shorts and a T-shirt because <laughs> I wasn't wearing like the top hat and everything and the spats and the cummerbund. I just kind of like the idea of boat showing up like he's going to help a friend move. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I get in, I get into the ring and I start like twisting my body and some stretches and stuff like I'm getting ready um, just sort of limbering up kind of imagine like Brock Lesnar's pre-ring motions for those who listen and know what I'm talking about you hear the thudding sound of footsteps as a warforged gentleman steps into the ring man what does this warforged look like well he's made of metal Do and I... kind of robot looking Taking wrestlers' jobs now. <laughs> he he turns. I do hope that we can have a clean and entertaining match for everyone. I'll do my best. You do yours. How about that? Absolutely. Very charmed to meet you. What's your name? Oh, my name? Yes, your real name. Well, I've gone by a couple in this place, but uh, normally uh, I go by Timmy. All right, Timmy. Uh, no, I, I, you misheard. Tinny. Oh, all right. He kind of like bangs on his head. So you're metal, made of, you know? So you're made of tin. No, I'm not. But uh, all of the cool metal names were taken. What are you made of? Um, he kind of like flexes his hands and looks at them. I'm not sure. Some kind of alloy. Mm hmm. So is there a ref for uh, for these matches at all? Oh, uh, it's really till one of us gives up or is knocked unconscious or killed. That has happened before. Oh, well, like, how do they know if somebody violates the rules? You're new here, aren't you? I've, I've never been to this particular 
underground fighting club before. Yeah, uh, they, they, they pay attention loosely, and, uh, you try not to break the rules because then they go for your knees, so, uh... Well, you're iron kneecaps, what does it matter to you? From the crowd, someone yells, get to punching each other already! Is somebody gonna ring a bell? Oh, no, we just stop punching. I throw he a punch right like, at his face. Yeah, and at the same time, he swings at you, so... Oh, uh, can roll. we have it so, like, it, like time slows down and both of our fists just come at each other? Like, almost how, like, at the end of uh, of Rocky, where it, would end, where it ends in, the like, the freeze frame with but he then and they Apollo. Stop, they stop inches from each other and they start discussing, the fists yeah. start discussing with each other, they become little mouths and they're like... Hey, so, uh, I got some more questions <laughs> about this fight. <laughs> All right, uh, roll, Boat. Um, can I roll dexterity since I'm throwing a punch? Nice try. Roll attack. All right. Uh, Unarmed. Real, real question here. Answer. Do the, the, what's, uh, the robot, uh, race? <laughs> Warforged. Warforged. Do Warforged, they don't have blood, right? No. Well then, God, this whole place, blood on the sand, blood on the dirt, and then this uh, Warforge doesn't have any? Just wait, I'll just shove some sand in his gears. That'll that'll put a stop to it. Yeah, but that's no blood on the dirt. This whole place has He's been there. He's got a they're... container in his chassis that's just filled with other people's blood. In his blood. what? Oh in my his, gosh. In his what? In his, his, <laughs> his chassis, which is a chest chassis. <laughs> Is is it? Did I mispronounce it? Is it? Chassis? No, you're good. I just like I just like the uh, yeah. So he's got he's got other people's blood just <laughs> in his in a tank. He's a collector, a blood collector. I rolled a nineteen to attack. Yeah, you super hit. He uh, he did not roll as well, so his punch will miss. Okay, so I hit him for four. All right. Can I take my uh, unarmed strike bonus attack now? Yes, you may. Hit him with the other hand. Is this yeah, where you ahead. pull out the brass knuckles? <laughs> yeah, he pulls them out of the front of his pants. I tell yeah. everybody, just look over there. I only rolled mm -hmm. a 13 that time. That is uh, going to miss. All right. All right. He's going to uh, hold his arms out and with his head and legs staying stationary, spin the entirety of his torso like a helicopter. Oh, don't give me like any of this Star Wars assassin droid Mandalorian BS. <laughs> This is not Sorry. a fair fight. Uh, 15 to hit. Uh, meter beat. Meet. Uh, it, he met me in battle. Wonderful. Take five damage. I'm going to rage. So let me press my little rage button there. You can't let me use magic robots and then not have me do cool magic robot fighting moves. I'll decide what I enjoy. <laughs> um, how about... A 24 to hit. Yeah, shockingly, that does hit. All right. I jump up and shove a knee into his chest chassis for six damage. All right, that does it. They have reduced health because I don't want to do full combats mm -hmm. in, in this one-on-one -on -one fighting ring thing. Mm -hmm. We'll be here forever. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, wait, wait, I have a question. I have a question. Um, yeah, I have an so answer. with because uh, normally when I rage, I'm attacking with a weapon. Does it count if it's unarmed because it's a strength weapon? For the plus two. To damage. I would think that honestly raging and guys, since you are all also DMs chime in on this, but to me, 
raging and tearing something apart with your bare hands and beating something with your bare hands would absolutely be affected by the rage bonus. That's how I would rule it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Make that make that eight damage. Wonderful. Yeah. Same results. Okay. Just better. My fists are strong. Yeah. One stray and the other. (laughs) It was dumb. It was hilarious, but that was dumb. All right. What's robot doing? All right, so Tinny is going to take that final clock on the jaw. His head is going to spin around with a sound, and then he's going to go and just kind of like fall face first into the sand. Did his head pop off like a rock'em sock'em? No, it did not, though that would be way funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the people who work at this establishment grab him and sort of drag him off. Boat puts both hands around his mouth. He's like, recycled. And the crowd goes wild. As yeah. go 20 crazy. people's blood explodes out of this khaki and all over. <laughs> just, it's like an overinflated paint balloon. Yeah, and it just explodes. Johannes, did they design that Warforged with squibs? Johannes looks down and there's just all sorts of different colored blood on his face and he goes I don't know it exploded like a water balloon on a hot day alright so Boat you're gonna come out of the ring to uh, excited applause from Melody yeah and I grab my hat and my cloak you did wonderful why thank you that was very fulfilling on a number of levels you do seem to be very angry at Warforged. That gentleman seemed very nice. I'm sure he was, but this whole city is just devoted to taking jobs from organics. What do you have against inorganics? Taking our jobs? That Do you get mad at gnomes for taking jobs away from dwarves? Like That's that's not my fight. But I'm very <laughs> confused. All I'm saying is that you come into this world In a natural way, you're born of an organic parent of some sort through an egg or some other kind of way. It's different than being built. I feel like we're getting to something that requires more professional assistance for you than I am able to provide. Anyway. But we'll move right along. As uh, Koza, Johannes, or... I know that Johannes has reacted to the blood balloon, but Solonar, Koza, you guys. Good fight. Good fight. Uh, I, I don't know why you're putting the cloak and the hat back on. It's not like you're done. Well, I mean. Hey, no cloaks. I'm not in the ring. It's fine. I'm, I have won a match. I'm writing my own ticket a little bit here. Uh, I'm putting it back on because I want to present myself as a put together, confident fighter. All right, I just, you know, it seems seems weird to be like, I'm going to put this back on even though I'm about to take it back off again. Like, you and I could be fighting next. We're probably not. We're probably not. But we could be. You never mm-hmm. know. We'll find out. Maybe you'll wish I had a cloak on so you could uh, try and strangle me with it. Ooh, cloak with the bloke. All right. All right, folks, now comes the next fight you've been waiting for. Ah, I've been waiting for this fight. (laughs) You you have? We're going to have our returning champ, Locke. And our new challenger, 
Rackus Vacus! is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan, and he can be found at the Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Hey Rollers, it's Alex. Since my players can't derail me here at the end bumper, now is my chance to tell you about Alarian Archives. Available for our Patreon subscribers at the $5 tier, Alarian Archives is a separate podcast that acts as a deep dive into Virian. It's history, characters, how I create the content for QPR, and even more than that. This is only one of the awesome perks to our Patreon, so if you'd like to check out some playable content written by the QPR cast, as well as additional QPR content like side episodes, check us out on patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. We're only able to put this show out because of the support of awesome listeners like you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts and keep on rolling. That's a great ring name. I also like that I sounded like the beginning. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's the end of that episode. And you whip out your two six-shooter pistols and fire them into the air like the, like the rich Texan on The Simpsons. All six shots. <laughs> <laughs> right into the floor. One of the gnomes dies and bl- more blood drips down onto the... Cl- oh, no. <laughs> Ugh.